Okay, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode in our Spotlight series. We are in June, and that means we are doing martial arts films. And uh, we're doing a, a pick. It's, it's a Katie pick, but uh, I love this movie also. I don't know if it's my favorite Jackie Chan film. It's it, mine. Yeah, it's your favorite. Uh, I really like it. Who Am I is fucking great, if you haven't seen In Drunken Master, is good too. Um, we'll get to him. But we watched Rumble in the Bronx. Yes. So Rumble in the Bronx. Masterpiece. If you don't know anything about it, it's one of the first, it is the first um, mainstream American film that Jackie Chan did. This is the one that got him big in America. Because uh-huh. he was doing movies, tons of them. Like, not in America and stuff. In China. And so, like, Operation Condor films and Project A when he's in, when he's a Navy man. Well, he started doing films in China in the 70s. Yeah. The, the end of the, the late 70s. So he did um, about 15 years of movies in China and became a huge star in China mm-hmm. before... He finally hit big with a mainstream crossover in America that became Rumble in the Bronx, which is absolutely my favorite Jackie Chan film. Yeah, so uh, just a quick synopsis. If you haven't seen a movie, seriously, watch it. It's the best. It, for To get into the door of Jackie Chan films, it's a damn good one to watch. Yes. Uh, there are better ones with better fights, I would say. Oh, yeah. I'm pushing my glasses up. But this one's really good to start with. So, okay, here's what I will say. If you have never seen this film, but have seen other Jackie Chan films, like, I don't know, Shanghai Nights, whatever. Oh, yeah. Like the, you know, the really super duper popular mainstream Jackie Chan films. Know that this movie is not of that same caliber. This movie did not, like... In those movies, they took the time and the money to make it perfection. Like, the, in, the from front to back, the movie was perfection. This movie, Jackie Chan, like he does in everything that he does, he in every movie he does, he took the time to make the fighting in this movie and the stunts in this movie perfection. But past that, it's kind of all over the place. Like, the, the plot line is good, but the dub is weird, um, and it's it's ob- like kind of obnoxious. Because again, this is Jackie Chan's first foray into um, American movies. His um, his English accent was not great. Is his uh, English is still very thick? Like kind of the way that they play it at the beginning of Rush Hour, like when he gets there and he's just like. Do you speak like Chris Rock or Chris Tucker? He's asking him if he speaks English, and he's just like silent, like doesn't want to say <laughs> that he can speak English. Um, and then the like stereotypical like weird things that Chris Tucker was doing to him when he didn't think that he could speak any English. Basically, that's Jackie Chan in this film. Like he can speak English, but it's kind of broken and poor in this film. And so, in a lot of Jackie Chan films early. Uh, with New Line Cinema, they would do the audio and have him talk, and everybody talk, actually. And then sometimes they would go back and overdub it. And so just like uh, the earlier episode we talked about Bruce Lee and his overdubbing in his movies, um, Jackie speaks a normal speed, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he he tries his best to make his just accent just sound like he's normal and he mm-hmm. can talk. Uh, there's some things that he still to this day just some words just don't work right. Like I remember in the yeah. cartoon Jackie Chan Adventures, uh, his English wasn't. I I love his English and I can understand what he means and yes. what he says. But there are spots when you get him talking really fast. Like in the outtakes of Rush Hour, yeah. there are words that he just couldn't say because he was He's going trying to talk fast. too fast, yeah. Yeah, and so um, they overdubbed it. And so it's that kind of still the same feeling of just the audio is so much louder than everything else. Yes, it's, it's just, very odd in this film. And so uh, that's kind of a, a trope that happens in a lot of older martial arts films. Uh, at a certain point, it stops. Uh, but... Yeah, it's just, you gotta overdub, because when you're doing fight scenes, you don't have the right recording stuff for it, so it's like, oh, fucking, we'll just do the audio later. We'll go back and have you read it, and you can sit and relax and be like... Yeah, and you won't sound out of breath, and it won't feel forced, and we'll just get all, we'll get all the dialogue that way. Okay, so this movie, uh, it's a young man visiting and helping his uncle in New York City, finds himself forced to fight a street gang and the mob with his martial arts skills. Uh, in Japan, he was actually a cop visiting China. Huh? In China, he was a cop. He's still a cop if he comes to America. Yes, but you said Japan. Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, uh, in the original Chinese version, uh, he was actually a cop, and he came to visit his uncle in you know America. It was supposed to be Vancouver, but they wanted it to be the Bronx. Uh, but he. Uh, I don't know why they didn't, like, leave it in. Uh, in a lot of his films, he usually is police or military or some type of um, skill, some higher, you know, thing to him. Uh, later on in America, a lot of his movies, he's just a normal dude that's all right at martial arts, but everyone around him's not good at all, so he's better. And he he's always trying to run away, and he's afraid of getting hit and stuff like that. Uh, he's real good at that. So, uh, it's a great movie. Seriously, uh, give it a shot. It's it's really dang good. So, uh, who's your favorite character in the movie? My favorite character is Danny, the little boy. Um, I love Jackie Chan, of course, but the little kid just added a whole level of humor that you didn't really get from anyone else in the film. Like, all the adults were just being really serious and all of their lines and everything had to do with what was going on in the serious part of the movie. But Danny was just there with like his dumb, like little kid sense of humor or like teen, young teen sense of humor. And I really liked how they, um, worked in his disability and how Jackie Chan, like, use his wheelchair at some at different points for stunts well at the same time taking into account that the kid had a disability like they kept you know he made sure that he picked him up and moved him out of danger in all these different scenes and it was really really cool and he's like the biggest of the plot points in this whole movie (laughs) because without him where would the diamonds have even gone yeah uh my favorite character uh, i'm gonna go with kyung so jackie chan's character um in certain martial arts films, like the main character has something to learn. They're usually younger, and they they learn some new style and they beat the bad guy. Um, there's a Jet Li film. Was it Way of the Fist? Fist of Fury. 
where he has to learn something and then he gets better at it. And uh, but in this one, Kyung knows everything. He's a really good dude, heart of gold, and he doesn't put up with shit because he knows he can beat people up. So he's like, I don't want to, but you keep acting up, I'll punch you in the mouth. And so he threatens people a couple times. Uh, but it's it's really good, and it's just like I said, Jackie Chan has the stamina of like five men, and I just love that. And he knows he can't take on too many people because there's points where he just he's like fuck it i gotta run I, I can't do this or i'm really tired i have to leave but then there's some scenes where he takes on like 20 dudes and he's like i'm just mad so it doesn't matter but uh yeah so if you haven't seen any jackie chan films uh one of the biggest things that jackie chan does he um does all of his own stunts so mm-hmm. uh it's not that he just jumps off a building and he like does something it's like oh that was easy they test it out and work it out to be like, you have to do it like this to survive. And he's like, okay, cool. And uh, one thing I learned, his director, because he usually has the same director in all his movies, because to deal with an actor that does things that could potentially kill him all the time, uh, a lot of people probably don't want to work with you. Uh, Stanley Tong. So Stanley Tong would actually do some of the stunts himself first before he would let Jackie do it. And so there's one scene where he jumps from a parking garage to a fire escape of a building adjacent. Uh, and the director did it. He had, you know, wires. And so he flew over there. And he's like, you know, this would have been a lot easier if I didn't have all this shit on me. And he says that. And, and Jackie's like, oh, shit. Okay, I can do that. And he jumps it. And it's a perfect jump. Uh, amazing stuff. There are, like, probably ten spots in this movie where if it didn't go right he would be seriously injured and actually later in the movie there's a spot where he actually busts his ankle and the rest of the film if you look really carefully he has a cast on his foot but they spray painted it and put a giant stocking on it to color it to make it look like a shoe so he could finish all the (laughs) the things so he was done fighting at that point He's like, I just have to roll a couple times and maybe jump over something. I can do that. I can do that with a cast on my foot. And it's, it's a mess. But these movies, and that's another thing, Jake Chan movies take forever to come out because he gets hurt. And they yeah. have to let him heal and recover and then they go back and do it. So, uh, yeah, I love the end of Jackie Chan films because when the credits roll, they show all the spots where he gets hurt. Yeah, that's always the the end scene. Yeah, it's it's the best. So yeah, Kyung is my favorite because he was great in this movie. So who's your least favorite character? Oh my god, Angelo, the blonde gang member. Yeah, ditto. He's like the second in command to the street gang that is the initial bad guys of the film. Um, and Tony, the lead gang member, is like he's a bad dude. Yeah, and. Um, he's kind of dating, or he's dating the girl, the eventual love interest for Jackie Chan's character. He's dating her at the beginning. Nancy. And Kyung ends up, like, stopping Tony and his other gang members from fucking up the convenience store, the little, um, market that his uncle owns that he's there to help with. And the gang members take it personally. Angelo, the blonde guy, gets fucked up right at the beginning by Jackie Chan. He's like, no, because he was trying to, like, loot some shit. 
and it, it, he makes Angelo makes it his entire mission to just fuck Kyung up this entire movie, and he is a super jackass and at like several points almost shoots him and like does all this crazy shit and then he's the reason there's like a diamond heist situation <laughs> later like angela's just the fucking worst yeah uh that's my least favorite character and you guys know i enjoy a good bad guy mm-hmm. when they have stuff to do but he's just really annoying and just evil for just no reason. Yeah, and he wasn't even, like, a smart evil or, a like, you couldn't even enjoy his level of evil because he was just like, is this really you? Mm. Yeah, it's it's a mess. Okay, so, uh, like we said before, give the movie a shot. It's really dang good. Yes. So, your seven-word synopsis. Awesome action mixed with mediocre overdubbing. <laughs> uh, mine is, oh my god, are you okay? No. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, there's a scene where they get a, a hovercraft. The bad guys are driving off in a hovercraft. And Kyung has to save a little girl that's uh, doing like a sandcastle on the beach. He grabs her and then it's like a fake dummy girl. He throws the girl as hard as he can and she just spirals in the sky. And he gets ran over by the hovercraft. A real scene, he got ran over by a hovercraft. Uh, and he's buried in the sand. He comes out of the sand and then someone's like, are you okay? Like, oh my God, are you okay? And he says, no. It's fucking funny as shit. Uh, in a lot of these scenes, he's not okay. No. <laughs> he hasn't been okay for days. Uh, it's fucking great. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I love Jackie Chan films because it's, it's cool to see someone do their own stunts. So a lot of it, you know, you can tell when... You can tell when someone, like, a stunt's about to happen because the dude's like, oh, no, we have to jump to this building. And it's, like, the angle cuts and you just see, like, the bottom half of the person jump and it's, like, a woman or a, or a fat dude because it's the only person that'll jump a building yeah. for 20 bucks. <laughs> Some dude that's not even the right race. And then it goes back to the, the actor, like, yeah, we made it. Um, I always thought it was really cool that Jack Chan did all this stuff. Oh, yeah. In Operation Condor... Um, We'll have to watch it. Uh, there are three or four spots in the end credits where he didn't die, but... But nearly did? It Things still kind of touched him. There's a spot where he's on this um, two platforms, and the platforms are like seesawing, mm-hmm. and he gets kicked in half his body's in between, and it seesaws close, and he tilts his head... And it, like, still grazes him. And he's, like, you know, he likes to pat shit when he gets hurt. <laughs> and yeah. he rubs really hard. And people thought that he seriously lost skin. And he's, like, no, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. Um, but there's a lot of scenes like that where things happen. Um, people get injured in the movies, too. If yeah. you fight against uh, Jackie Chan, you're probably going to get some type of injury. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, but, but yeah, no, this movie's amazing. So, this movie came out February 23rd. 1996. Uh, how much do you think the budget for this movie was? Um, 20 million. And that's mostly because of the stunts. Like, I don't think that the the action of the film, like, there was, the convenience store gets fucked up a couple times, and there were some 
uh, like minor car, like there was a car accident scene. Um, but that wasn't really, I don't think that was really so much of the budget. And they didn't use a lot of greater New York. Like, I don't feel like they had to take, you know, cut off a whole, like pay to cut off a whole bunch of areas they, of they New York. They actually filmed it in Vancouver. Well, there you go. And they actually had to make sure that they didn't leave mountains in. Yeah. But then at some point they said, fuck it. So there's that scenes where mountains, <laughs> Yeah. they don't care so, after a while. So the 20 million, um, I am going for, bleh. I said 20 million because I think that's probably how much it costs to do all the stunts because Jackie Chan's stunt team that he brought from China to help him with his movies uh, here in America, like... He has a very large stunt team, and I'm sure they all came over for this film because there's a bunch of crazy shit in this film. Um, so that probably cost a lot of money. And then I imagine this film was also done in Chinese. I'm guessing that they also did a version that was dubbed in Chinese because he was such a big star in China. I can't imagine that this film wasn't also released in China. So, so I'm going the, with $20 million. <laughs> The original dialogue of the movie, everybody kind of just did their own native language and that's they, confusing and as then fuck. they over they overdubbed it so jackie chan was speaking cantonese while nancy was speaking english and then everything just got overdubbed after a while that's so confusing yeah it, it's it's all types of a mess so just all film it in like cantonese or yeah. film it all in english and then redub in the other language the one you didn't use originally so this one's weird. Uh, I know he usually brings his like stunt team because he can trust he them. He's a giant stunt team. But I don't think he had all of them for this one. Uh, in Just a couple in of the main scene dudes. when he was in the warehouse fighting the bad the gang members, yeah. uh, he actually had to teach all of them how to fight like Hong Kong stunt fight stuff like he usually does. So the budget for this movie seven point five million. Oh, that's really low. Yeah. Usually, yes. these... I, w- I would have guessed because of all the stunts that they and the stunt people. I would have. I thought that there was going to be a lot For more. For some reason, that shit's cheap. I don't understand it. It's cheap. As well, it's because they didn't use stunt people. They used like the regular <laughs> actors, and he taught them how to do the stunts. Yeah. Rather than using his like using professional stunt actors. Yeah. Because if you remade Rumble in the Bronx right now, even if you filmed it in Vancouver, that's supposed to look like New York, like it would cost so much money and. Nearly all of that money would be paid towards the stunt people because there's some crazy stunts in this fucking movie. Oh, yeah. So, how much do you think this movie made in box office? Ooh, 100 million. 76 million. Mm-hmm. So, still pretty ridiculous. Uh, going off your earlier, it's kind of the same, honestly. Well, no. If it was. Because you said 20 and then you said 100. But it was 7.6 million to 75, Six. 76 million. Yeah. So, 10 times. Ten times my twenty million would have been two hundred million. Yeah, so, so I was kind of way off. Yeah, but that's fine. I'm sad that it only made that much money, but I guess it's also you know 1995 and or six f- one or of the first time people saw Jackie Chan. Yeah, so. that's true. So surprisingly, American audiences, but it would have made a lot of money in China, right? Yeah, it made money. Probably most around, of its money yeah. was made in China. And uh, this film was one of the most. Um, biggest box office in 96 like it did amazing and then uh very soon after the no before before this movie came out he um because he came to the premiere of drunken master in a in a wheelchair because he busted his leg 
in this one. Mm-hmm. So the Legend of Dragon Master came out, and then later on they dubbed that one. They were like, oh shit, people like Jackie Chan? Cool. Let's redub that Drunken Master movie and bring it over. And so, yeah. Um, no, it, it did amazing for him, for his career. It did yeah. amazing. Oh, yeah. This was like the first one. This is the reason. This is the reason that he was in. Uh, the, we got to enjoy him in Rush Hour and Shanghai Nights and Around the World in 80 Days. And <laughs> yeah, I know. But, but this was what started it off. And the next, the new Karate Kid. Like, this is what gave I, Jackie Chan. I like that version of Karate Kid. A lot of people were upset because Jaden Smith, like, he can act. He's got that, I can cry one tear like my dad. Like, he was good. You could tell that he did, he did not want to live fucking, was it China? Yeah. Uh, but it was really good. They became really good friends. And it Jack, was really good. And Jackie Chan said that Jaden Smith had a very high aptitude for martial arts. Like, he would he be amazing. He should have kept doing it. Yeah, he, I don't know if he did, but he should have. He definitely nah, should have. he's rapping now and stuff. That but, doesn't um, matter. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar went on to be a fucking like well, eighteen ring NBA champion. Well, usually rappers <laughs> aren't super muscly. Some of them are, but usually they're like crackhead thin. He's crackhead thin, so he lost all those muscles. I That's get, what I mean. but but martial artists aren't huge and bulking either. He would have more muscles than that. I guess. Little him in the movie had more muscles than he has now. He was jacked in that movie at the end. Oh, oh well, yeah, because he was like 12. It's yeah. easy for 12-year-olds to get jacked. Yeah. All they got to do is like eat one muscle milk and go skateboarding for five <laughs> minutes and they're just muscle jacked. <laughs> and yeah, it's funny. Jack Chan actually said that uh, he had a better aptitude than his actual son. Son wasn't burn. Isn't, like the best at it. What but, a burn. That's uh, fucked up. I'm sorry, Jackie Chan's son. Yeah. And he said he's not going to give him any of his money. He's got to, like, find his own way in life. Ooh, damn, Jackie Chan's son, what'd but you that's do? Re- but that's, no, no, it's reasonable. Hey, Jackie Chan's parents, so there's a movie out there yes, that make talks about way. his life. I get that. But at uh, the same time, Jackie Chan's got he's money. He's going to help him out. If he's just saying he's not going to be, like, some rich, spoiled kid. Oh, well, that's fair. Yeah. I, I understand that, but if he ain't getting a cent... No. No, nah, he'll give him something. No, 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 no. So, no, that's fucked up. Uh, Jack Chan is a kid. Uh, he went to a, uh, I want to say it was an opera, opera training. And they went to this school. And so, you learn dancing and singing and martial arts and performing. So, you could just do just about anything and be amazing at it. Um, those kids got beat a lot. And a lot of physical things. They didn't get, like, raped or nothing. So, just beat constantly. It kind of the... Michael Jackson, the Randy Jackson. Is his dad named Randy? Joseph. Joseph. Joe Jackson. Randy Jackson plays bass and was on American Idol. Well, thank, thank you, Katie. <laughs> uh, the Joe Jackson method of fame, so you just beat the shit out of them until they get it all the time. So uh, I was telling Katie about it. There's a scene where uh, this dude's just holding the kid's legs, one leg over their head, behind their head, and just holding it for hours. So they're limber and they can stretch. And he's like, uh, we don't have time to be doing this. Like, I can stretch. I can go down like another five inches like next week. Nah, I'm just going to force your leg behind your back until you just stretch. I'm just going to pop your hip out of, out of its socket. Yeah. Fuck it. They would tumble for hours. Just do little, little monkey tumbles just in circles. And if you came out of the circle, they beat the shit out of you. And you got back in the circle and kept tumbling. Uh, Jackie, Chan, Jackie Chan said it was hell. But man, when you left that place... You were great at everything. And so he, he said it was terrible, but 
he came out with all the talent that he needed, and plus he's really funny to begin with. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's his actually comedi- a really good. He's a really good singer too. His comedian comedic timing is fucking great. Yeah. He a- is a really good singer. So he actually uh, to bring this to Disney, like I always can, um, in the. Chinese version of Mulan, like the release of Mulan, he sings the post-credit version of... Um, True to Your Heart? That's a different movie. <laughs> uh, no, he sings the post-credits, I want to say I'll Make a Man Out of You. Mm. I think that's Jackie Chan. For sh- like, And I th- he might have also done a version of Reflection, but I don't know. Uh, that might not have been him, but for sure he does. I'll make a man out of you, and it's fucking, it's f- solid. Mm-hmm. We can, you can see it on YouTube. Just search Jackie Chan. I'll make a man out of you. It's pretty good. Yeah, in a uh, Operation Condor, the end credits. There's a song called High Up on High, and I, I want to say Jackie Chan came out with a CD, and that was like the single for it. It's like High Up on High, <laughs> into the sky, and he's singing. It's so cute to hear Jackie Chan sing, and he's out there dancing and shit. It's Awesome. We uh, need to compile a playlist on Spotify of uh, fucking action heroes who release CDs. Because <laughs> I just found out, like, last week that Bruce Willis released an yes. album in the late 80s. So that's a thing that we need. And we need this Jackie Chan album. I'm sure Jean-Claude Van Damme somewhere has an album because it's Jean-Claude Van Damme. <laughs> so hard. <laughs> yes. You, you know, um... That show, Bruno the Kid, it was a cartoon. He was like a secret agent, but they thought he was a grown-ass man. It was Bruce Lee's... Uh, Bruce... Die Hard. What was his name? <laughs> Willis. Bruce Willis. All, right, all these Bruces. Uh, it was Bruce Willis's voice, but I think he did the credit song for it. I did not know that. Yeah. I don't remember that show at all, but... Bruno the Kid. But yeah, but we yeah. need... We hey, need big ups to people that know Bruno the Kid. We need an action hero, like, playlist for sure. I don't know. Arnold's probably saying something. Maybe. I don't know. He probably has an all right voice. Austrian. An Austrian, probably. <laughs> I know Donnie Yen can play piano. He could probably sure. sing, too. I'm sure he can sing. He can dance. Well, he went He went to an art school before he got into acting. Or that's what helped him get into acting, was yeah. art school. So He's probably got an all right voice. Oh, I'm sure. Anything. I'm sure he does. He's oh, yeah. great. Yeah, Donnie Yen's my, one of my favorites. Oh, Flashpoint. Suplexing people. Ugh. Oh, it's so good. We're going to talk about Donnie Yen quite a bit this month. Oh, so God damn, sorry that's about such it. a good you movie. You might be just involved in every single episode that we talk about any movie because we can always bring it back to him. <laughs> okay. So, uh, do you have anything else for Rumble in the Bronx? Uh, watch this movie. It is so freaking good. It's a little bit predictable, but that's only... It wasn't predictable at the time. It's predictable yeah. now because it's been 30 years. Well, that was like but, the biggest gripe of it. The plot and the acting is kind of... Yeah. But they were like, everything else is great. Jackie Chan's amazing. It's just yeah. everybody you, around him is kind of... If you go into this mindset, like if you've never seen this film before, if you go into this mindset thinking about like where you were in 1996 when this film came out and where movies in general were in 1996, you're going to love it. Like... As far as 2020 goes, this movie, like, wouldn't even be on anybody's radar. Like, aside from the fact that it has Jackie Chan in it. It has nobody. Then, no recognizable faces. Like, nothing. So, 2020, this movie would have barely got made. Like, it would have been some indie, like, 
something garbage that nobody would have seen. But in 1996, this movie was fucking fire. So you should check it out for sure. Was this the first Jake Chan movie you saw? Or was there anything else that you saw before this? This was the first one. Because I I saw it on... um, like, they used to play it on, like, TNT or USA, oh, yeah. like, all the time, but the, like, shitty uh, edited version, so all the bad words were just, like, like, this dub is already bad, and then they <laughs> added on just, like, even worse, like, <laughs> oh, horrible. Like, like, in Die Hard, he's like, yippee ki my friend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or Mr. Falcon. No yeah. In the movie's called Mr. Falcon, just out of nowhere. Yeah, uh, Uncle Watermelon or some whatever the fuck he says. Yeah. So I was trying to Melon Farmer. Melon Farmer, that's yeah. what it is. Yippee Melon Farmer. He's like, what are you, some kind of cowboy? He's like, I was kind of partial to Roy Rogers. He's like, Yippee Melon Farmer. It's such a fucking mess. But yeah, the so I watched it a lot um, on TNT because I really liked it. Um, I really like action films. I like that it had a kid in it because I was also a kid at the time. It was really fucking good. I need to work on my Snape. He's like, what was it you said before? Yippee Kaye, Bella Palma. Oh man! Oh, I need, about I'm gonna Snape w- shooting a baby right now. <laughs> what are you talking about? Oh man, I need. I'm gonna work on my Alan Rickman accent. That's a lot. You need uh. Some... Oh God! Don't shoot me. You're one of them. No, you oh. need one of those balloons that makes your voice lower. Cause Alan Rickman had a yeah. deep voice. Yippee ki Melon Farmer. That's not bad. <laughs> okay, but um, I. I remember scenes from this movie. This probably was the technical first one I saw. Uh, I also saw it like a year or two after, like on cable. That's, yeah. I wasn't, mom wasn't dragging me to the fucking theater to watch. Oh, you yeah, know. Rumble a- in the Bronx. No. But I saw a lot of, it wasn't the first martial arts movie I saw. Like, I think Five Daily Venoms was the first one. 36, 36 Chambers of Shaolin. Uh, I watched all those crazy ones when I was a kid. Uh, but this was probably the first Jackie Chan movie I saw. Mm-hmm. I just remember him jumping that fire escape. That was like the coolest thing. I was like, holy shit, he could have died. So Yeah. Uh, I don't have anything else for Rumble in the Bronx. No, this, is a great, this is a great movie. Go yeah. watch it. It's solid. It's really good. And we'll probably have another Jackie Chan movie. I want to show you Project A. It's really cute. They got we'll little, little sailor outfits. They're fighting. We'll get there. It's three on one fight at the end. That of course beat it is. Ass. Oh, it's so good. So, uh, if you have any other like fun facts that we missed about Jackie Chan, you can tweet us at at Allentown Pod. If you want to email us anything that we missed, you can email us at Allentown Presents at gmail.com. We're on Facebook at Allentown Presents. Uh, yeah. So you can look for us on just about any app. Just put in Allentown Presents. Uh, we'll be back very soon with another martial arts film. Uh, I don't know what's, which one's next. I think Ip Man Ip or Man. The Raid. Uh, probably Ip Man. Ip Man. We'll get Ip Man out the way, and then we'll talk about The Raid. So you want to talk about some real shit? Real shit? The Raid 1 and 2? That shit's raw. Uh, yeah, it's fucking great. So we'll get to that soon. So we'll see you guys soon. Okay, bye guys.